Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The UN report on climate change that was released last week uh, made headlines for a day or two, uh, and it's something we need to spend a lot more time talking about. Uh, that uh, It talks about reaching a tipping point very, very soon. Uh, the uh, report from the United Nations indicates that the planet is warming at a far greater rate than previously thought. At the trajectory that we're on, the globe will be 1.5 degrees warmer than pre-industrial levels by 2040. Now, 1.5 may not sound like a whole lot, but the, the, the changes that they describe are going to occur because of that. Uh, inundating coastlines with uh, high sea levels, uh, extreme heat waves, drought, famine, hundreds of millions of people, the report says. And as a matter of fact, they estimate the damage that could be caused at around $54 trillion. Why aren't we talking more about this? Why aren't we doing something about this? Well, they, they do say near the end of the report that there is time to do something about this. But it just seems as if many politicians these days are actually walking back on this whole idea. There's pushback about a number of environmental initiatives that some governments are trying to, to get going. And that's happening right here in Canada. Joining us to talk about this is Dale Marshall, National Climate Program Manager with uh, Environmental Defense. Uh, Dale, thank you so much for the time. It's great to have you with us today. Uh, good to be here, Bill. What is what is happening here? I mean, as we talk about stories like this, and 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 there are always going to be deniers. I understand that, but I think there's a, hopefully a consensus now that look at climate change is happening, and and we're we're going down the wrong road here, uh, and governments don't seem to be doing what they have to be doing to try to curtail this stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean it's a real problem. Uh, I mean, this isn't the first time the alarm has been sounded, uh, but this is probably the loudest we've ever seen coming from this this research just showing both uh, just how impactful uh, climate change will become over you know a fairly short amount of time um, you talked about the warm the, the globe warming to about 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial levels by 2040 and um, what this report highlights is as it goes above that temperature as it goes 1.5 is when the potentially irreversible impacts and the really devastating impacts be, like begin. And one thing I really appreciated from your intro, Bill, is that you said it's not too late to act. And some may have the instinct to put their head in the, their, their head in the sand and say, oh, there's nothing we can do. We're on an irreversible track. And that's not true. There are, we have to take really drastic action. I mean, it's needed now. It's really urgent. Um, but it's, it's, it's not our fate that we will reach that world that is described in this research that is um, nothing we'd ever want to see. But what's what's even more troubling, though, Dale, is when you look at, at some of the political moves that have been made. I mean, since Donald Trump has been in president of the White House, of course, over the last little while in the United States, he's he's dumped an awful lot of the environmental initiatives that have been put in place for, for years before that. Uh, the same thing seems to be happening here at a provincial level. Uh, Alberta, obviously, and Ontario, we've got a new premier right now, and he's already killed the uh, a number of environmental initiatives. And you wonder, are we going the wrong way down the street here? Well, I think what's happening in these places is that we're going more slowly in the same direction. Because quite frankly, I mean, the reports that came out, the greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S. are still dropping. Coal production is still dropping. And that's because the economics are there um, to, for much more renewable energy, much more energy efficiency. I mean, the coal industry is dying because of, because of economics, not because of climate action. And no one, not even Donald Trump, can, can reverse that. It's very disappointing, of course, that we have leaders like President Trump, 
uh, like Premier Ford, who want to who want to pull back on action. Um, but a lot of the, what's being what has been set in motion is still going. Now we have to we ha- there's no doubt we have to go much further, and hopefully this is this research is so clear that um, that that going above that 1.5 degree threshold is going to be devastating, and we need to act now. And so I I really do hope that. Um, those politicians in particular who are saying, you know, it, either it's too late or there's nothing to see here um, are called out for that. And, and that we have a public that is more and more supportive of governments and parties that care about climate change and want to do something. And, and I agree with you. I mean, I've seen those studies and those surveys that have been done that indicate that the, the majority of people in this country, for instance, are in favor of doing something. They get it. Uh, they're not quite sure what the, what should happen. But, I mean, you have to look to government to do that. But then I, I, I juxtapose that with the – well, Stephen Harper wrote a new book. And, and now I'm going to paraphrase because I haven't seen the book. I've just read some excerpts from it. But essentially he was insinuating that, look, at environmental policy is bad politics – uh, that uh, it doesn't get you elected. People don't really like it. Now, I don't. I disagree with them, but it's a mindset that that as a lot of people will agree with, and and simply say, look at it, if I want to get elected, then I better be on the side of 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 the deregulation, such as what Trump is doing or what Doug Ford is doing here in Ontario right now, uh, and that that's worrisome. Well, unfortunately, conservative parties in the English speaking world have decided that that is what they're going to ride on. That they're going to ride on anti-carbon tax, anti-action on climate change. Um, and it's only, because, it's only because we have a first-past-the-post system that it, that it uh, uh, such a radical position, right, that the short-term economics of acting are worse than saving the planet in the medium term. I mean, that's a, that's a very radical position, and yet it's one that's been taken by conservative governments in largely Canada, the U.S., uh, and to a lesser extent, um, Australia. Um, and, and it's only because the first-past-the-post system works. Those, those parties can win power with 37 to 40% of the vote. If they needed 50% plus one, if they needed some kind of coalition to govern, they would never take such a radical position because, as you said, the majority of Canadians are not in favor of just sitting on our hands while the planet burns. But they're in, you're right. That's the political reality that we need to deal with, and uh, and of course it's the characterization. I mean, obviously these guys know how to spin these things as well, because you look at, for instance, the cap and trade program or carbon taxing, as as the federal government is trying to initiate in the, in this country right now, and it's simply categorized by the the, the opponents of it as it's just a tax. It's a, it's a money grab, and they they don't talk about the environmental aspect of this at all. They just say they they that's government with their hands in your pocket again. And there's a lot of people in this country that say, yeah, that's right, we don't need that thing. Uh, I mean, Jason Kennedy saying the same thing in Alberta right now. If he wins the next provincial election, says he's going to kill the tax. Doug Ford's already done it here in Ontario. Yeah, and I mean, and what's not discussed are you know, of course, because they want to they want to rally their base and um, and and push back against the notion of climate action, and which of course gets all wrapped up in one policy, which is carbon pricing. When really, what we need is not just carbon tax or cap and trade. We need a whole suite of of policies. Um, carbon pricing is just one part of it, um, but they 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 use this one. Um, this one mechanism pushed back against that one because they because they understand that um, you know especially people who are center right who 
you know, hate taxes are going to rally around them. Um, the reality is, though, that um, there are all kinds of benefits that are never discussed. Right? We, Ontario is, has much better health outcomes. We're, we're gaining the equivalent of $3 billion in health benefits from having shut down our coal-fired power plants. It has nothing to do with climate change. It has everything to do with like, having cleaner air. Because when you reduce the amount of fossil fuels you use, you also produce less local air pollution. So there are all kinds of health benefits. There are all kinds of economic benefits. This is where the, this is where the world is going. Not quite as quickly as they should be, but this is where the world is going. And Canada could be left behind. The more that we rely on the fossil fuel industries of the past, we are missing out on opportunities in, in clean tech, in renewable energy that many other places, including the developing world, including places like China, are in, investing in and embracing. And, and again, we're, I guess we, we can't have this discussion without getting into the politics of it, because that's obviously those are the people that make policies uh, or tear them apart, whatever the case might be. But the obvious question that, that I would have for any of these people, the premier himself, if I could, is what's your plan? I mean, okay, you don't want this one. You didn't think what the previous government did was right, so you've scrapped that. Uh, and that's still going to cost us a lot of money, I'm sure, in the long run. But, but what's your plan? I mean, they asked him about that the other day, and, and, it, and Mr. Ford simply said, well, we're going to encourage uh, businesses to reduce their emissions. And if they don't, he says, well, I'll have a visit and I'll have a talk with them. I mean, that's not any policy at all. Yeah, I mean, this is the, this is the problem is that um, those who have who have dismantled climate policies have have um, promised to bring in their own plans and very rarely I mean I can't think of an example in Canada where something has, has come in that has been credible in any way I mean you talked about the Harper government before you know the Harper government um, said that they would they would uh, they campaigned against um, uh, Stéphane Dion the Liberals and said they would do sector by sector regulations and it would be more effective um, well, what did, what, I mean, they regulated one sector. It was, it was coal and they allowed coal-fired power plants to stay open by until 2065. Um, whereas Ontario at, during that same time was shutting down coal-fired power plants. The rest of the country didn't do anything. Um, so rarely do these plans who are, that are supposed to replace, you know, a full suite, including the carbon pricing, those plans have have not amounted to anything. I'm I am hopeful that the Conservative Party of Canada actually comes forward with a plan, um, but it remains to be seen whether that will be strong. And and quite frankly, I don't have a lot of hope. Well, and and again, you have to ask yourself what options then. I mean, if it's not going to be carbon pricing, if it's not going to be cap and trade, uh, if it's not going to be some sort of regulation, uh, you have to ask yourself. Well, then, where are you going with this? And you know, and is is there a template someplace that somebody's looking at to say, yeah, we can do that? Uh, because I don't see too many options at this stage, other than ones that have already been tried. And, and as you said, as you've mentioned, Dale, the ones that we have put in place seem to be working. Absolutely, and that's this is. There are three main ways to reduce our carbon pollution. One is to put a tax on it. The second is to have government programs that, that, um, that, uh, that invest in solutions like smart thermostats, like renewable energy, um, you know, like transit. And the third are regulations. Now, conservative parties across Canada have rejected the idea of carbon pricing. But it's not like conservatives generally are in favor of 
regulations on industry or spending programs, government spending programs. So I, I don't know where they go, right? I mean, there are only three options. And the one that is most in line with generally conservative values is the idea that we're going to have either a cap and trade system where we're actually creating a market for this stuff um, or a tax which allows, which on pollution, which is bad, that where the money can be used for good so that the government can invest in or give back to its citizens. I mean, that is most in line with generally what you, what I hear from, from conservative parties and conservative people. And yet that is the, the option that has been taken off the table. So I, I'm, again, I'm, 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 I hope that something comes forward that's going to be strong, but it's hard to believe that it's going to be given that, um, given that one major tool has been essentially um, kept in the toolbox. Well, there's been a, a policy about face by the conservatives here, too, because, I mean, I, I believe it was under the Mulroney administration. Uh, they had, they're the ones that actually floated the idea of, of, of carbon pricing and taxing, uh, as, as, as you said, to create an industry for it and, and to get people to buy into this. And, and now, all of a sudden, as you mentioned, the conservatives of this era uh, just say, no, it's bad. The tax bad. No, we're not going to do that. That's that's first thing we're going to scrap if you elect us. And, and, uh, and we've seen it happen in a couple of provinces already. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's concerning, right? I mean, we, you know, environmental defense, we are absolutely willing to work with any party, any government that wants to take action. We're obviously happy to go out and campaign on policies that they're interested in putting into place. We're happy to sit down with them and figure out, you know, how to design, um, how to design a policy so that it works, obviously, along with other stakeholders, um, you know, like the indigenous communities, like business and industry. Um, but... It's true. We, you know, uh, the, the notion of cap and trade and creating a market was essentially supposed to be, um, you know, a market oriented solution that me- that people across the political spectrum could embrace, including right of center people and parties. And yet this this is this very notion is the one that's now being thrown out the window and not only thrown out the window, but campaigned against. Um, so it's, I mean, it's worrying for me because that's because it has led to a polarization where, you know, certain center left parties are all in favor of doing something and a lot of center right parties are not. And so this increased polarization means that we don't we can't move as quickly as a, as a, um, as a country in the direction that's needed. And this research, again, highlights just how crucial how urgent it is that we that we all work together to address this issue it, it seems to me part of the problem here is that we've politicized uh, climate and and, and, the, and the environment and uh, if you if you're on the right side of the spectrum then you need to be opposed to this if you're on the left while well, you're one of those tree hugging lefties then yeah you guys just want to you know save the planet but that's that should be the goal isn't it to save the planet it shouldn't be about politics I, well, I mean, you're not going to convince me of that. I mean, you're, you don't, sorry, you don't have to convince me of that. This is what we've been saying for a long time is that, of course, the economy and the environment go hand in hand. We're not going to, because we've, because we're getting rid of things like coal-fired power plants, we're not planning on curling up in a, in a dark cave and, and going to sleep. Um, we're still going to use energy. We're going to get it from somewhere. There's going to be an economic activity and in fact, there are more jobs being created in renewable energy and energy efficiency than there were in the fossil fuel industries. We already have more jobs in Canada in renewable energy than, than we do in the oil sands. 
um, you know, and, and, and that industry is growing quickly, whereas, um, you know, the future of oil and especially the future of the oil sands are very uncertain given not only climate policies, but the economics. Um, so, I mean, there, there are lots of different ways to go that um, would continue to need in prosperity and allow us to address this, you know, this incredible challenge. Why don't those stories get told, though, Dale? I mean, you, we, you know, you have to dig to find this about about the economy, and and obviously, you know, in, in the most recent Ontario election, of course, those things were simply dismissed out of hand and said, no, that that's not really true. And people just say, oh, that's the guy I want to vote for, and he says it's not true, so it's not true. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's really unfortunate. I mean, you know, there there are a number of reasons why. Um, you know, why the, the situation we're in, we're in. Um, one is that politicians aren't being held to account for what they say. You know, we seem to be in this Trump world, in this post-fact world, that, that where politicians can just say whatever they want. And, and, and for a reason I don't entirely understand, even when they say things that aren't entirely true or aren't true at all, it's, there's no repercussions. Um, but I also think that, you know, the, the conflict gets coverage in the media. That's just the way it is. And so, you know, when we have produced in the past, when we produce reports on solutions, on how we can come forward, how we can, you know, have a, a prosperous economy um, and, and protect the environment at the same time, that gets, that gets much less coverage than a political strife, right, than polarization. Because that's, that's something that, um, that, you know, intrigues the uh, media outlets and it, because it intrigues people. People are drawn to conflict to see what side am I on, right? I mean, it's, it's a compelling thing, unfortunately. Um, and solutions are, um, I guess, not quite as compelling, even though, you know, we have been telling or trying to tell, you know, a, you know, a very interesting and I think compelling story for a long time about how, our country can move in a different direction um, and be part of the solution. Well, we need to do that, and I'm glad that you had the opportunity to jump in with us today and, and, and get the that side of the story, because that needs to be told as well. And I'm, I'm guessing with a federal election coming up in about uh, 10 months that uh, uh, this is going to be front and center. I think it's going to be one of the key issues uh, as they move down towards that election next October. Dale, thanks uh, so much for the time today. Greatly appreciate it. Oh, Bill, thank you so much for, for paying attention to this. And uh, I, I really do hope that it, that it uh, becomes, that I'm, I'm happy to see it become an election issue. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping to see that people turn out for parties that are interested in acting on climate change. Which, so, by the way, should be all parties. But, you know, let's take I it one step to, at a time, I guess. I would love that. <laughs> Thanks again, that. Dale. We'll talk again okay. soon. Dale Marshall, a National Climate Program Manager with Environmental Defense. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.